Love yourself. Strive for progress, not perfection. Know your worth, then at tax. Make an income while making an impact. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Visualize your higher self and start showing up as that. Level up. Hello everyone and welcome back to a new episode of Level Up with Lou with your girl Lou Oni. Thank you so much for the support from the last episode and for listening and all the feedback I got. It was honestly really great to hear what you guys thought and how you guys are going to incorporate, you know, the things I said into your daily lives. Just wanted to let you guys know as well, if you wanted to follow the podcast, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Level Up with Lou. And if you have any comments or questions or any suggestions, you can email me at levelupwithlou at gmail.com. And make sure you subscribe to the pod. Like, subscribe. You can subscribe on um, Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Simplecast, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. So, yeah, make sure you guys subscribe and follow. And also, just leave a review. You leave a five-star review on the Apple Podcast. That would honestly make my day. So, yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I am joined with a very, very special guest. This is somebody who, although is younger than me, I kind of look up to and admire for all the things she's done and for how much she perseveres and goes for what she wants. This is my little sister, my youngest sister, um, Fasaya, who is here all the way from America. She is currently recording from America. Um, so yeah, I'm just great. I'm just glad to finally have her. I have her on the pod, uh, and I'm and I'm also glad that she you know took time during her day to come and speak to us about her journey. And in today's episode, we're really going to be talking about internships and how to secure your dream internship, and how to also deal deal with the rejection that may come when you're applying for you know the position that you want. So would you like to introduce yourself, Asaya? Hi everyone. Yeah, um, as Lou said, my name is Fasayo. Um, I'm currently a student at the University of Georgia, which is in the state Georgia, um, and I'm currently studying management and information systems, um, which is like I guess a hybrid between business and technology. Um, for those who don't know much about the major, and then um, I would say that another major I'm studying is marketing with a digital marketing emphasis. And so, yeah, um, I'm currently 20 years old. Um, I'm currently in my fourth year of university. That actually sounds crazy to say because it feels like I was a freshman like two seconds ago. <laughs> um, but I guess just a few things about me, what I enjoy. I love to read. I love to write. I actually hope to be an author one day and write some good books. So hopefully I can get to that. But yeah, I'm just really excited to be here and just to share my story with you guys. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, I'm just glad you came on because I thought it would actually be a really good, you know, topic to talk about and to just encourage people who may be applying for internships or even jobs and they may be facing rejection and just to just kind of persevere and 
you know, go for what they want and achieve what they need to achieve. So I know you mentioned a bit, a bit like a brief history about obviously what you're um, currently studying and what you hope to be in the future. So do you want to like talk a bit about your journey for like university and like, you know, applying for internships and just talk about um, like your background as well, like what kind of experiences you've had, what kind of things you've gotten involved with. I know you've been very involved in your university life as well. So, yeah, just talk a bit about that and just, you know, let us get to know you a bit more. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So when I first came into UGA, I came in to school as a computer science major. Um, That didn't actually last long because um, if anyone knows me, like I love technology, but I quickly realized that I hate to code. Um, Not only that, like the people in my computer science classes, um, they weren't. I guess I would say like they weren't necessarily the type of personality that I have. So it was very just it was just very difficult for me to connect with that major particularly. Um and so after I dropped computer science, I actually withdrew from my first computer science class, my first semester of college. Um I withdrew from that class. And basically what that means is um I guess halfway through the semester you take your I guess like you withdraw and you don't have um, a grade attached to that class. And so it would basically show up as a W on your transcript. And so after withdrawing from that class, that's when I actually sat down and I was like, like, for Sire, like, um, what do you want to do? Why are you here? Like, you know, like what, like what, like what at this school can you be passionate about? Can you do really well? And so it actually took me like um, a whole a whole nother semester, four to five months of finding that thing. And so for those four to five months, I was undeclared. Um, I didn't have a major. I was just taking classes to f- fulfill my requirements. And then that process, it took about, um, you know, a couple of months of me researching and me just trying to find out what would be the best major for me to go into. And um, I definitely had a lot of like back and forth with myself. I definitely didn't know what route I was supposed to go to. Um, it definitely took, uh, there was definitely a lot of doubt, especially with school, because like, for example, like with science, like I have like the majority of my family's in science, but I don't know, something in me just knew that although I find science really cool and really interesting, I'm just not passionate about it enough to really, you know, pursue a whole career based on it, especially when um, a lot of studying in science is focused, is based on um knowing your purpose in science and so for me I really I didn't really have that purpose especially like um my sister Wumi did and I knew she was going to do really well in that major but I knew I wouldn't do as well because like I said before like that's just not something um I had a passion for and so I um continued to look and continue to search and um my options my options really became slim when I realized that um the, the the major that I want to do the thing that I want to do I want it to be something impactful on other people um in the sense that um I didn't really want any random nine-to-five job or with any random company and it's interesting because when you go to university you always see people who end up at like you know random company doing random work and I knew that be- I knew that because that would be high possibility but it was something I was really striving not to um I guess not to landing and so um while doing research I realized that because I love technology but I also love working with people um a lot I realized that there was one major that I could really combine the two with and that's management information systems um so it's basically the combination of technology and business processes 
and I really enjoy this major because no one does it challenge me. Um, I do some coding actually. I'm currently taking Java, but like it's not heavy coding. You know, it's it's like more so coding with a purpose and coding, um, with an initiative. And then um, lots of my schoolwork is teamwork based, and so I'm constantly working with many different people, and we're doing many different projects, especially in real time. And then. So I, you know, I got, I had to apply to be, be an MIS major. And so, um, God, God willingly, I got accepted into the major. And it's crazy because now that I think about it, that was definitely the hardest major to get into at UGA, um, especially in the Terry College of Business. And so when I got in on first try, because I know some people who, who you know, didn't get in um, on first try. And so that was my first hint that I was thinking, you know, like, um, if it was this easy for me to get into, um, you know, God must want me to be here because I'll get into this more, but like one thing I've really noticed is that um, when things are for you, not that they'll be easier, but there's just this level of peace that comes with it when um, you enter things that God has like specifically given for you. Um, and so I was an MIS major for an entire year and then, which is when I realized that which is when I was currently going through the internship process of like trying to find internship. And um, mind you, this was like the summers. I'm going to combine the two because basically the same things happened both summers. But um, the summers between my um, sophomore and junior year um, and junior year especially. But while I was an MIS major, I was like, okay, so time to find like MIS internships and what I can do with this, um, so forth and so on. And mind you, like, um, why was MIS major? I also added marketing into my um, degree because I also wanted a major that was a lot more creative and a lot more um, free thinking, if that makes sense. And so while like marketing, especially digital marketing is a lot, it's, it's very analytical, but um, I just love the way it thinks about the consumer and products and just like, I guess, making products and stuff like that. Um, and so I thought the combination of those two majors would be really helpful and really um, valuable for me as an individual. And so, yeah, like you can imagine, like when I started applying for internships, I was like, oh, yeah, like this is going to be so great. Um, <laughs> you know, it's going to be so fun. You know, I'm going to find a really cool internship, that this, that and the other. And it's interesting because um, when companies would come to recruit for UGA, um, so at UGA, we currently have like the big four, which are like the big four companies um, that comes to recruit at UGA and they're normally um, like accounting firms, um, consulting firms. So like you have like Deloitte, EY, KPMG and PwC. Those are the big four companies that, you know, retrieve most students from UGA. And so when whenever one of those companies came to recruit or I, and I went to one of their meetings, it's interesting because um, I know tons of people who would like die to like work for one of those companies. But whenever they would come to um, to my school I would literally feel nothing like when I when I tell you um when I mean I say that in the sense of like I just there was no sense of like oh wow like this is a dream or like oh I'm so like you know I'm so gathered by this so I'm so like enthralled by this idea um yeah of like working for one of these companies um and so like in my head I was like but like in the, in the same sense like I'm the type of person that I don't really dream of work to begin with like I just mm. kind of like I, I just want to create um, I don't really want to do the work <laughs> that comes with that. I well, know some could argue that creating is work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and especially like, the culture in those companies, they're a lot more um, professional, like just very like, not stiff, but like, I wouldn't say stiff, 
but they're just very professional and like you're your normal like nine to five business casual you know what I'm saying like that kind yeah. of work and so I quickly knew that that wasn't for me because like anyone who knows me knows I'm a very like um I'm a very laid-back individual and the type of person that I am I'm very casual in the sense that like I like to be in spaces that really accept me for like you know my laid-backness if that makes sense but like in the sense of like I know how to be professional but also um I just enjoy being casual but with a professional tone if that, I don't know if that makes sense um yeah no, I understand exactly um and so yeah um currently when I was started when I started applying for internships I you know I was applying and I was applying and like the rejection started coming you know first it was Deloitte and in my head um I I care well, let's, like, let's 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 first just talk about like the internship process you know like what was it like like how did yeah. you find it like what were like the steps you had to do how many yeah. companies did you apply for mm-hmm. like how 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 what was it like to basically apply for internships for you it's a very daunting process um i would say during my entire time of like applying to internships I probably applied to over 80 companies. 80? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, 80 companies. Um, I And that's like both years combined. Probably pushing 100 maybe. I, wow. Like with, yeah, so like um, with, rec- with internships, you have to really apply to everything and anything because mm. the... Like, let's say, like, you can apply for 80 internships, right? But half of them will ghost you and not even call you back. And then um, the other half, you know, the other quarter will um, reject you outright without giving you an interview. And then, um, it's like, out of that 80, you would only get, like, two to three interviews. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you you apply to internships with the hope that you can land one interview and then you can convert that into an offer. Um, and so that's what I was doing, you know. I, and it's interesting because, um, like Lou touched on before, um, most of my experience at UGA in terms of, like, leadership, it's not very Terry College of Business-y. Um, you know, I wasn't joining the business fraternities. I wasn't joining you know the business the business societies mostly because like I said before like I didn't have any interest in that all the people who were part of those organizations um because they were very much into the direction of you know very serious business if I I guess I would just put it in that sense so like the very the people who want who wanted to go to Deloitte KPMG PwC you know they were very um serious I guess you know like very serious thinkers um, and I was like I said before, I'm a lot more laid back than that, and so I just didn't see my personalities meshing with those type of people, and so I just never put myself in those like atmospheres. And, so, and then um, I would say like in terms of like the diversity in those areas, there wasn't much. It was very much white male dominated areas, and so like mm. in my head, I'm like, what am I doing here? You know. So I I didn't do any of that. Um, but what I did was I took my leadership and you know really invested in mentorship and leadership at UGA um which you know like for example I served as as an extended orientation leader for UGA um I became an RA a resident assistant and which I've currently actually I've been an RA to over 100 girls over my time at UGA and um I think like with involvement like that um the impact you're able to make with people is really substantial and it's interesting because when I was doing like these leadership and clubs 
um I never really saw it as like things that I had to do it it really became things that I love to do and things that I wanted to do and yeah. um, I'm very I'm very happy that I found joy in like the things that I did um with the people that I got to work with you know it was very teamwork based it was very um you know it was very mentorship based you know and like the impact I was able to make like I said before I've been an RA to over 100 girls and over and with you know like when you can proudly say that you've been able to like form the first year experience of that many students um you know it really like leaves you with something to take away and I'm very happy that I mm-hmm. took that route um but I will say like for a short time of period there was definitely a disadvantage because like I said before um I wasn't thinking about graduating I I wasn't thinking about like um what comes after graduating in terms of, like internships and jobs because I was very much like living in now and living for yeah. Yeah, like living for like what the college experience had for me. And so that's where mm-hmm. my my shortcomings came, my disadvantages came. Um, because while, while other people were prepping for interviews, or while other people were really, um, you know, I guess like um, making those connections to like land an internship at Deloitte or PwC and so forth and so on. You know, I was over, I was doing my passion. You know what I'm saying? Like um, I was just enjoying my time um, doing things that I was passionate about with people that I loved um yeah yeah and so like when I started applying for internships like I said before I I applied to over 80 places and I my sophomore year mind you um wait no what's my junior year yes my junior year mind you um well I guess the combination of both um I was rejected from every single one of them and Wow. Every single one of them, and um, wow, shocker, right? <laughs> what? Um, How can they reject you? Nah, screaming. Do you know what? Um, like, do you know what? Like, I will say that like period of time. This not to like turn it on me. Yeah, but, like I would say this period of time was tough for me as well because I right. know how much you wanted these this internship and mm-hmm. how much it meant to your career as in terms of like the opportunities that you would get after university yeah. so I knew it was a very like tough tough time and I could just see that you're struggling with you know feeling rejected and you yeah know, I would call really mom like about crying it. every other day <laughs> yeah it was, it was, was a so very sad. tough time it was very yeah. tough um so but how did you deal all- with that yeah um definitely I would say like like I said before like my mom is definitely the main source of like why I kept on trying and why I kept on persevering um because you know I would I would alter rejection I would call her and I would be like mom like I'm so tired of this like you know because like I already had doubts about my major you know especially like um the exit opportunities that my major had like I didn't want to really go into those big four firms and so I was like, what am I actually doing here? Like, why am I doing this? Like, you know, I don't want to be like everyone else. Um, and so like with that, it was like, even though I wasn't passionate about those companies, um, there was still a level of expectancy that I could still find some success with them, if that makes sense. And so like, imagine getting rejected from, you know, companies that you don't care about, but you should care about. It really, it really like tolls with your psyche because um, I think when you face that many rejections, you start associ- associating failure to who you are. And mm. um, that's one of the, I guess that's one of the first things that happened, you know, like when things, you know, when things start like bogging on you, um, I started to associate failure to who I was. And that was the first mistake I made because um, 
I'll get to it though. I, I'll, I'll get to that point, but um, I'll get to that point later. But that was just one of the first mistakes I made. And so mm. fast forward. And so I keep applying, I keep applying, I keep getting rejected. And it's from like, even like these random companies that like you would think an MIS and marketing major would be able to like really secure one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like with so, like some yeah. random companies, I'm not going to name them because I'm not, <laughs> but um, just like random companies that wanted to like, that you know they didn't really have any like standing as to why you know because I had as to why they reject me because like I had lots of skill sets um you know like I had lots of like transferable skills and so it's one of those things where it's like how can I you know gain opportunities if you won't let me have that first opportunity you know what I'm saying yeah and no, so I, can completely, that, I can completely relate to you what yeah. you're saying because even like me like um when I was applying for certain jobs. They would right. be like, "Oh, you need to have this experience." Exactly. And it's like, how, how, how will I ever? Especially like, I'll give an example. For example, like practice nursing, something that mm-hmm. like I've always loved. I've always wanted to eventually do and get into. But yeah. straight out of uni, everyone was like, "Oh, you need to go and get some experience. Go and get right. some experience." I said, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna get my experience." So I got my five, one year's one year's experience now. And now I'm applying for these practice nursing jobs. I'm here and I need to get practice nursing experience. It's like a lot of the skills I've learned from what I'm currently doing are transferable. Right. So it's not like I'm a complete like yeah. You know, useless. No, I'm not useless. You know what I mean? I have skills. I have abilities. Certain things that I've learned. You know, and even from like even being a student and being um being working on working in a practice like in a practice with a gp like i i have that experience already so i'm not completely new to the game and you know i i could definitely bring something to the team so i can completely relate when you say you know it's tough when you're being told because you don't have experience i mean because you're being told like because you don't have experience that like, you're not going to be chosen for the role when in reality this is this is this an internship is kind of what propels you to have that experience to then get the role that you want to get. Mm-hmm. yeah no i definitely agree um and like like I said like um you know like with internships and stuff like that it just it's a really a matter of fact of that one company taking a chance in you and that one company believing in your potential and Mm. um I guess that moves on to my next part of like my process and um that's when I you know I randomly applied to a role at Facebook and it's interesting. I wasn't really expecting anything to come out of it. I wasn't really expecting, um, you know, anything. You know, I was. I just applied just to say, you know, I applied. Like I did my part, so forth and so on. And it's interesting because this, um, the, the, these events happened when I was currently in London. Um, this when when, when well, I was currently in London this February, visiting my family actually for this graduation. Um, it's like I was in London. It was one of our final days in London, and I get an email, and it's from a Facebook recruiter, and then and the email says we would love to interview you, so forth and so on. And in my head, I'm like thinking like, wow, like this is an opportunity, and if I play my cards right, I can really you know turn this whole thing around. And you yeah. know, um, at that moment, I was thinking, you know, this is it, like this is the one, like this is what's gonna you know really, um, I guess just like make change this whole thing around. And um, before Facebook contacted me, I really didn't know much about um, tech companies or what tech, com- tech companies had to offer in terms of like, especially in terms of someone who didn't, who wasn't trying to be a software engineer or like who wasn't a computer science major. I was like, how can I work in a tech company if I don't do any of those things? But mm. you know, you quickly realized that tech companies have so many different roles open for non-tech roles. And yeah. um, 
lots of people don't actually realize that lots of people don't even like research that and it's funny because like while I was like prepping for my Facebook interview uh, I was learning about their values and mission statements and like the work culture and what they believe in I was just getting the sense of like um passion and just curiosity and interest like I was like wow like I don't dream to work but like I would really love to work in a place like this and that's yeah. where I really came to realize that like um you know like it's not that I don't want to work at all it's just I need to work at places that really have um you know a mission and a value statement and the impact is of the and the impact translates things that I um use and care about and yeah. so like when I started to like research more about like tech companies in general and so like tech companies include Facebook, Amazon, Google, um what's the other one? Google, Netflix, um Square, um Microsoft, Twitter, um you know companies like that you can kind of tell what a tech company would be. Um you know they and they're very different from like professional firms because they're a lot more casual. Um they value creativity of, you know before all things um and especially like even if you look if if you look up um you know facebook headquarters versus deloitte headquarters you will see the stark differences in the work atmosphere as like facebook it's like um you know facebook there's lots of like bright colors beanbags um you know designs um arts in their workspace um free food you know free cut free gyms free accommodations you know stuff like that whereas Deloitte like I said it's a lot more like professional like um you know professional settings and while I was like researching Facebook I was like I was like very interested in just the atmosphere of tech and like what tech has done for like thousands of users actually millions Mm -hmm. of users in general and like that's when I realized that like oh for you you were just looking at the wrong type of company and so, like, that's when I vowed to myself. Like, I literally, since that day, I literally have not, like, looked towards um, professional firms ever since because I know, like, I have a goal and my goal is to work at a tech company one day. And that's when I finally realized that goal. And so, fast forward to um, my actual interview, you know, like, I wasn't that prepared for my interview. Um, you know, like, like someone has told me before, like, opportunity is when luck, when luck means, sorry, opportunity is when luck meets preparedness, and um, the luck aspect happened, but was I prepared? No, and so, of course, like, I didn't land that internship, and I was absolutely gutted, Um, but, which, and I think, like, that was the final straw for me in terms of, like, feeling like a failure, because I feel like it's one thing to feel like a failure um, in the sense of, like, when you don't even get an interview it's like oh okay I didn't get an interview but when you do get an interview that you bomb that one then it's like oh wow like I I really just suck you know what I'm saying um Mm. but so yeah I I, that's I that was the final straw for me and like I was just like really sad really depressed and just really down to myself because he was a company that I would have really loved to like have an opportunity with and you know it just wasn't happening um but I will say one good thing that came out of that experience was that I was able to um, stay in contact with the with my recruiter for Facebook, and that leads me to my next part of um, why I've realized, you know, getting an internship, it's never about what you know, it's about who you know. The same time during um, the time that I got my interview for Facebook in London, um, I actually got invited, I got accepted to be in a program 
for young business students at university and so the program is called MLT and what they basically do is just to like they build you up professionally and mm-hmm. um they it's a you know it's a very connected network that helps you really create your brand but not only that um they connect you to businesses and opportunities um that you would have never had a connection to and so I didn't realize I didn't really understand what um the statement it's not about who you know I mean what you know it's about who you know um until I joined MRT because when you when you start to understand that connections are really the prime um reason that lots of a lot of these people land where they are you know it's not really about how great they are or like what skills they have because like let's face it lots of people have the same the same skill sets as you if not better yeah. but you can end up in those same spaces if you just are, you know if you're in the right place at the right time and if you know the right people and so um coming into this recruitment season um for this year I actually just wrapped up and accepted the full uh, sorry an intern offer last Friday but coming into this um season I really wanted to make a change you know I I tried to really realize like okay what was wrong with what I did last time how can I improve my recruitment process this time and I actually created I created the whole spreadsheet of um companies I was going to apply to and then every time like I would get a status update with them I would update my my spreadsheet um and I would just like fill out the information in terms of that and so while I was recruiting for this season um I applied to a lot less companies I applied to probably around 20 companies so I was a lot more intentional with the companies that I applied to because I knew where I wanted to be compared to last year where I didn't know what I wanted does that make sense yeah yeah exactly um and so in August, I applied to one company, and um, that was actually the first company that I got a um, what's the word? I got a interview offer from, and so um, you know, as you would imagine, I was as like I was so nervous, I was so um, you know, so scared for the process, but that's um, you know, I said I was like the worst thing that they can say is no, and so. I actually interviewed with that one company um, and when I interviewed with them I got the offer and that was the first offer I had ever I I had ever um, you know gotten and I was I was very happy. So actually I did I did actually want to ask you how did you prepare for your you know interviews and increase your chances? So my process changed um, in the sense that I realized and I realized that I had to really change the way that I branded myself in terms of like when you present to these companies and when you interview with these companies, they don't really care about, um, well, they care about who you are, but more importantly, they care about what you have that you can provide value to them with. Um, And so for example, like that comes in the package of like, you know, really honing your elevator pitch and then really honing what your story is. And not only knowing what your story is, but also knowing how your um, resume aligns with that story. And so your resume needs to be like really action filled with like very, um with quantitative like results, but also like your resume should still, you, you should tell a story. And so every point in your resume should add to like, a, what you know, it should lead to one big um summarization of who you are and what you can bring to a company and so like one of the quickest things I realized is that my resume wasn't quite telling a story like there was no there was no there was no story to be told there and so like I said before like MLT is really was really good at like helping me like um build my professional um image in the sense of like my coach I had a coach and 
she really guided me through my elevator pitch and like she really helped me um fine-tune my resume and um you know she really helped with this in the sense of like um I would practice with into I would practice interview questions with her and really honing in on how to answer like star method questions and so like yeah. with, with those things it's really coming to realize that like um lots of these skills can be learned um and um when it comes to recruiting and internships it's really a name of the game thing and so like um going into like receiving that first offer it's interesting because when you get an offer you have only a limited amount of time to accept it accept or deny that offer and so like in me you would think okay for say you've been rejected from all these other companies these this is your first offer you know like you know you I in, in to anyone you the to anyone the obvious answer would be to you know accept it because you know that's the first one that's the first one I've ever got you know and like I was I was very excited about that offer but then um I really sat on it for a couple of days and I realized you know even though this is a great company um I it's not a tech company and I, I know it sounds crazy but something in my spirit was just telling me like for Sai, like you can do better and like imagine that like you've gotten rejected from all these other companies and then you get one off and you're telling yourself you can do better you know like some mm-hmm. might think that might that might sound like very um not, not narcissistic but um I think there's like a fine line between overestimating your worth and knowing your worth and in that yeah. moment I think I really understood my worth and what I could do because I I, I in, my, in, in that moment I I knew that there was better out there for me um, yeah, and it's not even like particularly like the, the company wasn't good or you know it wasn't right. Like, it just wasn't. It just wasn't a perfect fit for you. You know, it's just like it wasn't it's like, exactly. it's like it's like that golden locks um golden lock story where basically she has to pick and she's like you know yeah. this one's too hot too cold and it's just just right. Do you know what I mean? Like exactly. You know, I just always felt like you should never really just settle for something. Never settle. Just it's the first offer that you get exactly you, know, you, don't, you don't know what else could be you know behind the other door that could be just right for you no exactly and it's it's interesting because um like one of the biggest things I told my mom when I was like reasoning I told I, I told her if I'm 20 years old if I'm settling at 20 years old what am I going to be doing when I'm 30 when I'm 40 like if anything this should be the prime time I should be taking risks and really yeah. listening to myself instead of like trying to settle for a safe bet and so you know I declined that first offer knowing in my heart that if I don't get any other offers I was I would be perfectly okay with that um and if I got better offers I would also be okay with that because um I honest I knew that I kept true to my own values of not settling and like I would have rather appreciated that than knowing that like you know I settled for something I wasn't really looking for and um you know and played it safe in that measure but kept going um and it's interesting because I think like when you have to make decisions like this um God definitely takes control if you if you ask him to and um it's interesting because the whole time I was like God like like God like what do you want me to do and although 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 we never made it like like bullet clear like I think it's one of the situations that like God will never leave you in the sense of like whatever decisions you make you can't really deter from what god has for you and so i think like yeah. if i picked if i picked mars like i would it, it's not what it's not the best that god had for me but i think i would have still been fine um but in the sense of like when i asked god like what do you want me to do um another opportunity arose in which i had the opportunity to interview with adobe and um 
knowing me like Adobe while Adobe is a tech company I'm thinking like oh I have an opportunity here I can really put my best foot forward and try because you know I'm the type of person that um I don't care what the outcome is as long as I know that I put my all and I tried like that is that is more satisfactory to me than like not trying and sticking with something that um is safe if that makes sense yeah yeah and so um you know god really gave me that one specific adobe interview to really encourage me to you know look elsewhere because like i said like god like um god he knows who you are he knows he knows what drives your motives he knows what um, you know, he knows what pikes your interest. He knows what will lead you specifically, or what will, will motivate me you specifically. And so, for example, um, knowing that I could, you know, interview with Adobe is really what I guess led me to really say, um, I'm not going to accept Mars's offer because if it had yeah. been any other random company, um, that wasn't Adobe or another tech company, I wouldn't have looked elsewhere i would have just said okay this is all i have right now let me just accept but you know god really knew what would drive me to continue looking and he gave me that adobe interview as um i guess like what's the word like think of it as like a trail and like you know like like i would think of that as like a book not a book a breadcrumb you know that was that was a breadcrumb for me to keep on walking and he was he was kind of leading me into like where he wanted me to go and so um yeah and it's interesting yeah the way he works is just very interesting but um so I declined Mars and then I interviewed with other companies through MLT such as Dell um Eli Lilly um you know what else what other companies um yeah Dell Eli Lilly um and then a couple of other smaller companies and so I interviewed while well, I interviewed with Adobe and that was all through MLT like I said before it's not about what you know it's about who you know and um Definitely. MLT really helped me connect um with those companies and so like it's interesting because those companies I wasn't like ecstatic about them like they were the, their offers weren't as good as Mars's offer if that makes sense and so yeah. like it might you would be thinking like oh like Fasai you just made like a short end um change for yourself like you know you just you're picking the worst option um but like I said before, like I knew trying for Adobe would satisfy me way more than having to go with Mars, despite the outcome. And so I interviewed with um these other companies, and I actually landed internships with Eli Lilly and Dell. And it's interesting because uh, um when you stop there, you would think, okay, for Sayu, like you have three offers, actually four, because I got two separate offers with Dell. But um you would be thinking, okay, you have four offers, like. When you when wow, you know, already wanted you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so not yeah. one, not one, not two, <laughs> not one, but two. No, but um, two, two offers. Yeah, but you would be thinking, okay, like for Sayo, like when is enough enough? Like, are you not, you know, are you not satisfied? Like, because like mm. during the season of like COVID, people are struggling to get internships. Mm. So you would be thinking, like, okay, like pick one. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. during that, I was still in the process of interviewing with Adobe. Um. And I was still doing that process. Um, and like I said before, like, it was definitely a breadcrumb because I don't know why my eyes were so fixated on it. It wasn't really... I don't know. It's like, it's like God knew that like Adobe would be the specific company that would keep me to not accept these other offers until something better came along. And so like, um, you know, as I, I declined Eli Lilly, I declined, um, de- I declined both the offers. 
and all that was left was me and Adobe and I was, I was still going after Adobe you know like it was literally a bird crumb and then um I wake up one random Monday I think it was a Monday yeah um I wake up one random Monday um and I get an interesting email and the email says um hi for Sayoni congratulations you have been chosen to interview for a Google internship and in my head I'm like what because when I tell you I was not expecting that I was not expecting that at all like it was just random it came out of nowhere and I was like hold Mm. I was like hold on like what is going on here and so it's interesting because when I think of like the Google process I had the most loveliest recruiter and like even when I was doing my interviews, my interviews, like, they would, it's interesting, because, like, when you would think, like, people would be, like, preparing for these interviews, like, going, like, so hard for them, but, um, like, it's, like, right now, I had, like, Google and Adobe left over, and so, um, going, you know, I had these two opportunities that I would be ecstatic if either one worked out, because both would be, you know, something I would, both are tech companies that I could really see myself working for, and so, um, as I was going through the process, um, it's interesting because when people, when you have an internship, when you have an interview with Google, a lot of people, you know, you have to like really practice and really research. I guess, I guess that's with any interview, but you have to really just like, you know, like really practice upon your interviewing skills and stuff like that. Yeah. And just like research what the company is and like what your role would be and stuff like that. But you know what's funny? Um, and a lot of lots and it's general for like a lot of people like to feel like nervous throughout that process and like just be like anticipating it and it's funny because with my other interviews there was always a sense of um like anxiousness and like anticipation and like I guess just like you know like being scared of like what the result could be or like you know like being scared of like preparing well for the interview and it's interesting because with Google you would think that would be the biggest one where I would be like oh my gosh I'm so nervous like ah yeah especially especially someone who like has like I've dealt with like lots of anxiety in previous times like it's very easy for for me to get anxious about a situation or circumstance and so it's, it's very interesting because throughout the process you're thinking okay like you're going to be so nervous doing this like it's going you know you're going to be so nervous anticipating these results but when I tell you there was not one single ounce of anxiety from me like I did not feel any sense of anticipation I did not feel any worry uh you know like I would think about I would be like oh I have an interview and it would there was there was nothing but hope there was no anxiety there was no there was nothing and it sounds terrible but there was there was nothing urging me to even like prepare for my interview like, I had, like, a week between the emails that I got and my actual interview to prepare for my interview. And they sent me all these things to prepare with. And, but I didn't spend a single day preparing for my interview because there was nothing in me that was, like, what's the word? There was nothing in me um, that was, like, really putting that pressure to say, like, okay, for Sai, you need to really prep for this and get ready for this. Like, it was just, like, a sense of, like, peace. Like, if this is for me, it's for me. If it's not, it's not. But, um... That doesn't go to say that, like, before, um, um, two hours before the interview, that's when, like, everything called up to me. And I was like, wait, like, I should have done some sort of, of, um, (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't until two hours in the interview. That's when I got, like, it finally called up to me. I was like, wait, hold on. I should have done something to, like, put myself in the best forward. So, but, like, I had two hours. And so I best believe I used those two hours to prepare for the, prepare the best way I could possibly do. Um, 
and so two hours for my interview um I'm reading everything I can find I'm looking at every article I can find about my my possible role um I'm researching about the company and what they do and everything this and the other and then um I go straight into my interviews my two interviews um there, it was I had two 45 minute interviews back to back and um I met with some really interesting people um I would say my interviews were you know like they asked really good questions in the sense that they could really pick up my brain. Um, and, you know, they were, they were just the kind of people that, like, you know that they wanted you to succeed. You know, they weren't looking to catch you out or they weren't looking to really set you up for a false narrative. Because I, rem- I remember distinctly um, after my first interview, my interviewer saying, um, so nice to meet you. Um, I hope to see you soon. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, don't you make that decision? <laughs> like, um in my head, I'm like, don't you have the power to, you know, like, actually, you know, see if I'm there next summer, but, um, I guess that was, like, my first tell, um, but then again, you can't really trust the words of anyone, so I really, I didn't, I didn't really think much about it at the time, and then I had my second interview, um, it went really well, I had two, I had, like, a mixture of, like, case questions and behavioral questions, and after my interview, um, I actually, um, I actually, um, what's the word? After my interview, that's when I had to wait like a week or so to get my final result. And so it's interesting because, like I said before, like I'm the type of person that I get very anxious very quickly. So you would expect um a sense of like I was expecting myself to like you know that waiting period is always the most like nervous, nerve-wracking period because you're yeah. like, oh like it could go either way, like right, you know, like you're wait you're waiting, you're anticipating a final result that could really change everything. Um and so fast forward to the, I interviewed that Monday, um, but fast forward to that Friday, I get to Friday and um I knew that was the day I was gonna find out. And so I get to Friday and I'm currently in Georgia, right? And California is three hours behind Georgia. And so normally, like knowing my like my past history um with with I like with like with getting offers, if you get an offer, they will call you and they will call you around that four PM to six PM time period. Like they all do it. Yeah, it's like very um similar to how they conduct it. And so in my head, I was I knew like if I got an email earlier, I didn't get it. But um, if I got a phone call, you know, randomly, that means you got it. And so come to my surprise, um, it's around four p.m. and I get an email, and I'm like, sure. <laughs> I get an email, <laughs> and I open it, and it says my recruiter says hi Fasaya. um we would love I do you have a chance to talk later um do you have a chance for a call later today around in the next like hour or so and I'm like oh okay so this is this is this isn't a rejection this is a can I call you later are you free to talk later and I'm like oh yeah like that's cool I reply back yeah like that sounds great and um even though she I and so like imagine like it was an hour of me just like waiting beside my phone my phone you know just like the, you know like the the anticipation is really building up at that time and so um an hour passes by I still don't get a phone call and she's like I'm and then she emails me again she's like yeah I'm sorry I just got out of the meeting and I'm like oh that's fine take your time like you <laughs> not like you're waiting for her <laughs> right exactly like, yeah and, she, and she's like um does today still work or do you want me to call later I'm like no today's fine today's perfect like I'm doing nothing <laughs> and um <laughs> and around 5 p.m that's when she calls me and she starts off she's like hey Fasayo, um 
thank you for being so patient during this time and she's like um I finally got feedback from both your interviewers and I have great news and that's that's the first thing she says I have great news and I just started screaming I'm like what because I mean there's nothing else that can come from great news than offer um and she's like I'm so pleased to announce um you are pleased to join the Google Bold intern class for 2021 I couldn't believe it. There I was. Hey. I, had, I had an internship not only with a tech company, but with Google. And I was thinking, like, imagine little old me, like, not knowing, not even anticipating. I, I didn't even think this was even in the realm of possibilities. Like, like I, I, mm. I, I really applied for fun. I really did. Um, but I didn't think it'd actually like work all the way through. I didn't think it would work out completely. Um, so yeah, like she tells me that I got the offer, and I'm so happy that day. And it's funny because like you would think I would be crying, um, after especially after my two year journey of just pure rejection. I in my head I was like anticipating like oh my gosh okay I'm gonna cry, um there's gonna be fight tears a tear work you know I'm gonna the whole shebang just like all emotions but it's interesting because I cry a lot I was just like I think my first it's funny because my first emotion was very much like starstruck like mm-hmm. my first my first thought was very much like oh I don't deserve this at all you know I don't deserve this at all because um when you think about like God and like what He does for like you know, his children and stuff like that, um, you start to realise that, like, I admit, like, I wasn't even the most, like, faithful servant during my time of, like, waiting or, like, my time of, like, rejection. You know, I wasn't the most, like, I wasn't job, you know? Like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't job. And I had times where I would, I would lean to him and I would really, t- I would really go with him. But, like, I wasn't the most faithful to work to be like, oh, yeah, like, I deserve this. Like, yeah, like, I worked hard for this. Um, and I think that's where, like, my first instinct of, like, God, like, I don't even deserve this. But then you realize, yeah. like, none of us deserve anything. Like, God exactly. gives freely to who he wants to give. And um, mm. it's interesting because I, from the jump, I knew, I had a, I had an, int- I I knew this was where I wanted, I, w- I was supposed to be because the, pro- the process, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to get to where I got, but it was very seamless does that make sense mm-hmm. it was very it was very orchestrated so like for example yeah. like it's funny because with adobe like i didn't i didn't even get adobe like i got rejected from adobe and but i found out i found out about adobe after google and so but i i would like to believe and i do honestly believe that like god used adobe as a way to like string me to being at the right place at the right time for google does that make sense mm. yeah. and so like I, i've i've after this experience, I I really believe in like the like God will orchestrate your path. Like you really just have to. Really, he will orchestrate every single step. And it's funny because like while going through that journey, you you have many questions. You doubt him. You're like, I don't really understand. This makes no sense because my path really made no sense. I had to go through six different companies before I got to a Google acceptance, and like I had to actively reject four different companies before I got to a place where I said yes. This is where I want to be at. And it's yeah. funny because um, even like before I got rejected from Adobe, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so like what's going to happen if I get both Google and both Adobe? Because, you know, they were both companies that I would really have loved to work for and, and um, love to be at. And so 
I was really going toward because like with Google, like it had the better name and it had the better culture fit in my opinion. But um, with Adobe, the role was definitely a lot more technical. And so like the, um, the, I guess the exit opportunity, like the full-time offer would have been a lot more, you know, there would have been a lot more like, I guess like incentive like pay. Um, There would have been a lot more incentive pay. And so like those two days where I was like waiting for Adobe to answer, um, my mind was like battling a lot with like heart and mind because my heart was like, oh, but I really, you know, Google was like where I think I'm supposed to be. But then Adobe, would, my mind would be like, oh, but I would be stupid not to take this opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So, but it's it's funny because I was like, um, I, I I told God this too. I was like, God, like, please, um, please. What I told God, I said, God, please, please make this decision for me. I said, God, take me where you want me to go. And it's interesting because the morning of the last day I had to make my decision. Um, Adobe still hadn't got back to me, but I wake up, I wake up, um, I wake up that day and um, I, the first thing that um, I see on my phone is, you know, the Bible app, how it has like verses of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Bible app like has like verses of the day um, mm. when you get like a verse every day. And I normally don't read those. Oh, like I read them, but they don't apply to me. But it's funny because imagine what the verse of the day was. Let me read it out to you right now. Let me find it real quick. So yeah, I wake up that um morning and the first thing that comes up is the verse of the day. And the verse says, the verse is Hebrews 13, 5. And the verse says, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never leave you and I will never fail you. And so I read that and in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, because like with Adobe, like the only thing, the only thing I, that would make me go to Adobe is the money, you know what I'm saying? And um, I really had like such an amazing offer with Google, like somewhere that I knew perfectly that I would love to be at, that I wanted to be at. And the next part of that verse says, be satisfied with what you have. And in the sense that be satisfied with not only what you have, but with what I have perfectly crafted mm-hmm. to give you. You see what I'm saying? And then it says, and for God said, I will never fail you, nor will I ever abandon you. And so knowing that, like, this is just the beginning, like, this process of, like, my internship, like, God still has a ways way to take me, um, you know, like, knowing that, um, you know, in terms of, like, full-time, like, in terms of, like, um, where I could land up next year, like, God has literally said, I will never fail you, and I will never abandon you, and I saw that as kind of, like, a promise, because, like, I've never seen a Bible verse just, like, I guess, like, scream to me that perfectly, does that make sense? Like, every, every, every aspect of that Bible verse literally screamed at me, and the day that I had to make a decision, and I was waking up, and, like, in my head, I was, like, I really want to go to Google, like, you know and like I that was that just served as my confirmation I was like that 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 just served my confirmation to know that like that's where God wanted me to go and so it's interesting before I even heard anything about Adobe because they you know they were taking their time um their process was like a lot longer um that morning you know I signed my Google offer letter and when I tell you I've never felt such as such at peace and it's interesting yeah no it's interesting because like um without even knowing Adobe, like, I just signed off, and I was like, this is where I know I'm supposed to be, 
and this is where I know I'm supposed to be going. And it's funny yeah. because three hours later, that's when I get the Adobe rejection. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but even knowing that that's 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 where I'm like, um, I'm happy that like before I knew um all the information, I'm I'm very happy that I still decided to trust God. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. one thing to pick Google when you know you didn't get Adobe. But to pick Google without knowing the outcome of Adobe, I think that's like, the, you know, that's where like faith comes in. And mm-hmm. I, I'm very happy that I had the opportunity to exercise that faith, you know, in that moment. I'm very yeah. happy that I got to do that, even though like it worked out the way it did. I think like it was very much an exercise of faith. And I'm very happy that I guess I passed in some sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I that's my process. Um it's funny because like when I think about Google, it's like it's literally everything that I stand for and everything that I am. Um, one that you know, it's really a company that every time I log onto my laptop, every time I go to do something on my laptop, I see Google. I'm using Google. I'm I'm interacting with Google. This is a company that has helped billions of people and has billions of users. So the work mm. I'm doing has an impact on, you know the work I'm doing, whether it be directly or indirectly, will have an impact on many people. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah, so, like, um, yeah, and so, like, even, like, when I think about the culture, it's, like, it's a very easygoing culture. Um, one of One of their values is that they actually, you know, they expect failure in the sense of that you can't really go through the process of being innovative without failing a couple times. Um, mm. And then just, like, no, it's a company it's a company that values creativity, you know, it's a company that values teamwork and, you know, like, um, not only teamwork, but also just like, it values its employees in a sense of like, you know, employees get free food, employees get free gym membership, um, you know, like, um, what else do they get? That's lit. There's there's so many things, so many perks that come with being a Google employee, like the health benefits, um, the social aspect and one one can argue the reason why they implement all those perks is to make people stay at the office for as long as possible but it's working because it's like it's been named and given the title like one of the most happiest places to work at mm-hmm. and that like, for me I'm like that's that's so important because like I want to work at a place that like values my happiness and yeah. values like what I'd be you know what I'm saying like the work that I'm doing Um, when you take all those things into account, I think it just makes me more excited about my future role and the possibilities of what can be and what could be in the future. Um, yeah, I'm just very excited and very pleasantly surprised with how my journey worked out. Um, and I think it just goes to show, like, with anyone going through like tons of rejection or just like facing um, hard times of like not knowing where they're supposed to be. I know it's, it sounds so cheesy, but you really just have to like, trust the process and like trust what is happening because you know I prayed to God for things like this 
and it's funny because like although I didn't I didn't get those yeses immediately God was already telling me to wait because you know the, his timeline is not our timeline um his ways are not always and so like you know realizing that um even though like it took me a bit longer to get to where I am right now um I got the best possible <laughs> outcome if that makes sense and it's like God like he really has he when, when when he says he wants the best for you like he means it like he will give you top of the top and like when you ask God to reveal something to you when you ask God to help you make a decision it's funny because I thought he would just like default a hand I used to think like oh he was he's gonna leave me like leave me um to dry and like I would just make up the wrong decision but when I realized like God has this whole process God has literally led left me bread come after bread crumb and you know that final bible verse that I randomly got on the day I made my decision was really the final you know the final thing that I needed to see to know that like he is right there with me as I'm going through this process and so yeah I think my final thing to say is to anyone you know who's going through I guess one rejection and not knowing like their purpose or what they have to do it's funny because like even though I've gone this internship I'm not gonna be like oh my purpose is said and done like I still have such a long way to go like I still have so much more I want to do and like I think it's like um you find your purpose in the journey and so like I don't really I I still don't know what my purpose is but like I'm deaf I I, I it, it's revealed to me more and more as I go through my journey and I think that's how God intends it for it to be because then that means that that's when you really have to rely on him and um really lean on him rather than knowing the whole picture um you know, because there's no way I can sit down and be like, oh, I, this is my accord. Like, I, I promise you, like, I had nothing to do with this. You know, I wasn't somehow better this time around. I wasn't somehow um, more equipped or more skilled this time around. It was really just an instance of being connected to the right people and being in the right place at the right time. You know? Mm. So, so would you say, because obviously... Um applying for internships is quite a difficult process yeah um would you like what tips would you give for someone who doesn't have any experience and just in general like what are some yeah. big tips that made made a difference this time around for you yeah um so like I said before like creating your brand is really about knowing that like even if you have no experience knowing how the experience that you do have can transfer into a different um work experience and yeah. so for me because I had lots of like teamwork and like conflict resolution experiences or just like having to organize people into large groups um with my roles at UGA it set me up for my google internship because you know this the role the role that I'm doing I'm my role is people operations and so I'm going to be a google board people operations intern and in that, um, you know, that focuses on the people of Google and how, um, I guess, like it focuses on the science behind, you know, how to keep how to keep Google employees happy, but not only that, how to, um, I guess, organize them in a way that they're satisfied and very pleasantly happy with their experience at Google. And so it's interesting because this whole time I've been working towards that without even knowing. Does that make sense? And so, like, um. I'm very happy because it's like my passion led me to where I am today. Um, 
you know, it wasn't me having to do a bunch of like business clubs and business organizations that led me to where I am today, but rather by going a different route, it really allowed me to really stand out in my application. And then also just like I would hone in on like connecting to people in the field that you want to work at is very important. Um, mm, really, it's re- really who you know. And it, not only that, but like I'm the type of person that like I believe that there's always something to be learned from everyone I meet. And so I just like to like gain um more experience and more knowledge from other people around me. And so just like really LinkedIn is a great source. Um, just like reach out to people that who who are doing what you want to be doing, and hopefully one of them, if not a couple, will be more than happy to reach back out and to you know really help you and cheer you on as you go through your own processes. Um. So yeah, I guess my final. Do you have any final um things that I want to go that you want me to go over? No, I think, honestly, you've been very, very detailed um, and you've yeah. explained a lot about it. So I think, honestly, it answers a lot of the questions that I have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of questions I have and other people would have pretty much answered it, honestly. And, yeah. you know, just listening to your experience um, with internships and applications is just quite motivating and quite inspiring. And I do hope it honestly just inspires even like people that are applying for jobs as well. It inspires them with their applications because everything that you've mentioned is definitely relatable and can be applied to any job application or anything like that. So I will say this this too, like like you said about determination. It's interesting because you can get 200 no's but as long as you get that one yes and with that one person slash company that believes in you, that is all that matters. Do you see what I'm saying? Exactly. And so yeah. like my mom, my mom always told me, um, just keep going, just keep trying, just keep doing it. And like I I after doing after like experiencing all all that, I I fully believe that perseverance is the biggest indicator of success. Because Definitely. with perseverance, there's you every time you persevere and keep going, you are increasing your chances of, of succeeding. You are also yeah. increasing your your chances of failing, but with that you are also increasing your chances of succeeding. You know, they both go hand in hand. So definitely um perseverance and determination are definitely one of the biggest traits that um I guess anyone should have in this process. Rejection is basically redirection. Exactly. So reshape the way you see re- rejection. And you know, just use it as an opportunity to do better right. on your skills and yeah. to try something else. I feel like you can definitely achieve anything you want to achieve exactly. at the end of the day. So yeah, honestly, your story has been amazing to listen to. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And like my final thought, I will say like like earlier I said that like I just think of myself as a failure. Um, but it's interesting because now that I know like you can't attach failures for yourself it's not part of your identity more so you look at it as I have failed and when when you look at it instead of like I'm not a failure but I have failed um Mm. it's not part of who you are it's not your identity but more so it's it's something you can improve upon it says I have failed so how can I improve from this failure what can I take away from this failure but not so I'm a failure you know what I'm saying yeah so definitely framing a mindset is important Thank you, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It was great. So I rambled on a lot, but 
I just have a lot to say. <laughs> you talk a lot, but honestly, I like I can just see how passionate you are about you know the subject topic. And sometimes it's such you know everyday me talking. I know you guys are probably tired of hearing my voice by now. So sometimes let someone else talk and you know take, take <laughs> the mic. And you honestly you handled this beautifully. So I couldn't have asked for a better recording session, honestly. But yeah, thank you for having Alrighty. me. That's okay. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, hope you guys get something from it and let me know your thoughts. Um, and if you have any topics you want me to discuss, just send me an email at levelupwithlou at gmail.com or you can also DM me at levelupwithlou on Instagram. Hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week or weekend ahead, depending on when I release this. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>